0: If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each month, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Schedule a private session with Marie if you'd like to talk with her one-on-one. It'll be a healing experience that you'll garner great insight from. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today.
1: Welcome to the Marie Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marie Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle, where energy and medicine meet, and it's a typical gorgeous fall day. The leaves are orange and red and windy, a little rainy every now and then. It's like perfect for Halloween, which is on Sunday. I'm so excited. It's my favorite holiday of the year is Halloween. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second would be Christmas. I love Christmas, too, but Halloween is just Amazing. I love it. Also, in the woo woo world, um, the veil thins between worlds on Halloween only. It's the only day of the year where the veil between our world and other worlds actually thins. I think that's why they call it All Hallows Eve. Hmm. You know, so that everyone can kind of spy on each other a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, Halloween uh, has its origins in the Celtic world in uh-huh. Ireland, and they did believe that, that, yeah, that one was when the veil was the thinnest, as you say, uh, between the two worlds, so uh, it makes a lot of sense.
1: That's why I want to go to Ireland. I love the Irish already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful place. I'd love to go for there. Halloween sometime. Oh, yeah, it would be great. Oh,
1: amazing. Since they
0: kind of invented it.
1: They did? I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. It's really an Irish uh, holiday? It is, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. I have to go.
0: And then, of course, the Catholic Church uh, adopted it uh, in a different respect, and it became uh, All Hollows Day, you know, Mm. which was, so this is the eve of that, which All Saints Day would be November 1st, and so the hollows are the saints. It's even
1: sacred. I didn't even know that. That is amazing. Well, you know, we have a veil that surrounds the Earth's atmosphere, if you will, because I think the consciousness on the human plane has been so obscured, we could say, that seeing and feeling beyond the veil would just drive everybody crazy. And so we have this really thick veil that actually looks like a placenta to me, pretty thick. And for some people it thins, but on Halloween it thins for everyone so that we can have a glimpse. As people become more and more conscious, then the veil thins for them as an individual because we're all meant to eventually see through the veil and have connections to all the world's. I'm very excited. I'm going to go to Ireland now even more. That's so exciting. (laughs) Well, take
0: me with you because I'm dying to get back.
1: All right. We'll do it. Absolutely. Sounds great. So we're talking about Halloween. Love to answer your questions. And we'll, you know, talk about the woo-woo things. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) And we've got the music to go along with it. And I heard from Eric that uh, you said that before we went live, oh, I love this. This is great. (laughs) That you played last year's Paranormal. Uh, show. yeah yeah on, on Tuesday,
0: Tuesday. Uh, you know the best of the Marie Manucherry show every Tuesday at noon here except on the occasion that you come in and do the show live right um, and so it was the uh, Parano- paranormal show from that's last exciting. year at this we're time just, yeah
1: we're in theme mode I love that and we will be in next Tuesday by the way so Elizabeth able to clear my schedule will be in the studio live on Tuesday and Thursday next week
0: well that's a treat.
1: It is. And next week on Thursday, we will be interviewing Alan Geddes, PhD. He has written several books. The one um, that I have in my hand is called The Happiness Solution, Enjoying... Finding joy and meaning in an upside-down world—adorable—and he has a new book coming out in November. So we're going to interview him next Thursday. And I met him on Facebook, believe it or not. So I've met two people now that um, are authors. One, you know, Ellen's the first one I'm going to interview, and then I'm going to interview another one next year. So Facebook is great. You can always find me there, be, friend me, and we can hang out and share funny stories. I love Facebook and Twitter, actually. So the veil is thinning on Halloween and that means that everyone has more intuitive abilities on that day. For intuitives, at least for myself, it kind of feels like the high beams are on. I always mm-hmm. feel a little disoriented around Hollows Eve because it's just a little intense for me. So I love to stay home and hand out candy to about the 30 or more trick-or-treaters that I get at my door.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. You still get trick-or-treaters.
1: Tons, tons. I don't get any. I,
0: I r- M- Did really you move love move if too far? No, 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 I'm in the city. Yeah. Huh.
1: Interesting. Yeah. It's just where families are choosing to live, right? I guess
0: not enough kids uh, yeah. in my neighborhood or something. Yeah, we've know. got about
1: 20 kids just... In our neighborhood, so we've got, and then every, all their friends, and then the parents. that I notice are drinking, you know, things to keep themselves warm, <laughs> like rum or something of that nature. So it's really fun. I absolutely well, they love gotta it. have
0: the adults gotta have treats too. You know?
1: Absolutely. Before we get to our callers, I just want to talk a little bit more about. Um, kind of how the world is in comparison to how it used to be a long time ago when we really looked at the medieval times and things really seemed Halloweenish all the time. And witches, what they would do is they would go out. I love that music.
0: <laughs> this one's a little more upbeat. Uh,
1: jazzy, right?
0: Yeah, it's making me <laughs> kind of want to dance around here.
1: So we, the energy wasn't very high on the planet for positive energy and positive thinking. And so witches and witchcraft, which is really about the elements, like the wind and, and the sun and the rain, and you know it's all about the elements, they would go out and clear fields before they would create potions because they had to change the energy and charge it up. But where we are now today in the world, our frequency is actually higher, believe it or not. Even though people think that we have more violence and crime, but we actually live closer together than we ever have before. And crime is reported 300 times more than it actually is committed. Right. Right. But And we still, of course, have violence on the planet, but it's not like it used to be where terrible things happen publicly all the time, which we Hmm. won't go into great detail about, but I'm sure you can use your imagination. So people can actually do more spiritually and energetically without having to clear an entire field and keep it in a high energy system, which is what witchcraft was about a long, long time ago. Interesting. Very interesting. So why don't we go ahead and go to our phone lines?
0: All right. Well, why don't we... This is kind of spooky for me because I have no <laughs> idea where this place is. Oh. We're going to go to Sylvie in Ketchum.
1: Ketchum, Idaho. It's right outside oh, of okay. Sun Valley. Yeah. I guess it's not that spooky. No, 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 no. Hi, Sylvie. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Marie? I'm great. What can I do for you today?
2: Um, I'm actually going to ask a different question than what I... Just
1: mentioned. Um, it happens all the time. <laughs> That's I don't pay. I get a little note telling me what the questions are, but I rarely pay attention to them because I think over seventy percent of the callers change their mind by the time they get on the air. So feel free.
2: Well, I'd like your advice. I feel like I have a lot of limiting beliefs when it comes to finances and um, bringing money into my life, and mm-hmm. also. Believing that I can do something I really love for a living, right? And, um, I just have resistance to um, believing that I can do that, and I'm hoping you can maybe give me some insight as to why or how those beliefs <laughs> came into my life.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, beliefs come from previous lifetimes, you know, which is kind of interesting to talk about on this Halloween, you know, show. Um, So they come from previous lifetimes, and then we choose people to be our parents and to be part of our family group who will help instill in us what we want to work on. Because what happens when before you came into a body, you had an idea of what you wanted to work on in this lifetime. But when you pass through the veil, you forget about everything. You totally forget about your wounds, what you want to work on. You forget that you've even lived in another lifetime and so your parents and your family remind you very quickly whatever it is that you want to work on and and so when i'm looking at you there's a couple things that i'm seeing of course self-worth is definitely one of them um and uh, in terms of feeling good about yourself and that you're deserving and all of those things you feel very good for other people it's like you can believe in them you can cheerlead them you can get excited for them is that true yeah. <laughs> yeah. So think about it. In this lifetime, you're learning to see yourself as valuable as you see other people, which is ex- extremely important to do. And here's the big word that I see when I, when you first got on the air is practice. You have to keep practicing. And here's what you you do. You think if you just do it a couple times and it feels good <laughs> those few couple times and then that's it. Right. And then you don't follow through and then you get disappointed. And then once you start moving into disappointment energy, you go down the well of you know self dislike, ultimately self hatred. Of course, disappointment, which is a family energy. On both sides of your parents' family line, is the disappointment energy. So right. yeah, that's what it looks like to me. So that probably means that maybe they haven't had really high goals. They haven't, you know, I know they're accomplished and they're good people, but maybe they didn't really reach the goals that they wanted to. Like they stopped and went, oh well, that's enough, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So the disappointment energy breaks when you practice, 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 practice. Do you do any of the mirror work? Uh, It occurs to me. (laughs) It occurs to you, right. And I bet you would tell someone else to do it, right? Uh Yeah. But you have to literally do it because there's elements of your soul in your body. When you look into the mirror, you're going to be reflecting into your soul your truth. Like, you're amazing, looking in the mirror and saying, I'm amazing. I'm so blessed because I found what I love to do in this world and I get to make a living at it. So you need to convince yourself that what you want can absolutely happen. And that's how we manifest. And you can't stop until it happens. And even after it happens, I still want you to do mirror work because we're always going to have desires. At least that's what we hope that human beings continue to have desires upon desires upon desires. So that's your homework. You have to keep practicing. And don't stop until it happens. Do you think you could do that? I mean, I know you can, but (laughs) will you? Yes. Okay, so notice how there was a little bit of hesitation, which I love. There was In answering the question, there was a little bit of a hesitation. And the reason why is because there's a pattern about not giving enough back to yourself. Having that awareness is huge. And then doing the opposite of what that resistance is telling you to do, that's the answer. Go against the resistance. Okay? Okay. And
2: okay. then in yeah. um, kind of an association with what I originally... <laughs> um, if I'm if I'm able to kind of raise my energy and get to a different place um, before I go visit my mom um, ah. next month, ah. how is there something I could do to? help me keep it there.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing you love. I love Ketchum and Sun Valley, Idaho, by the way. I I think about that place all the time. It's very magical and you love to be outdoors. And I think people who are residents of that area, that's one of the things that they love is to be outside. So what I see is when you're visiting your mom, Step outside multiple times a day, breathe, you know, pretend you're on a hike or you're snowshoeing or you're river rafting. Just give yourself a few moments of connecting to nature. And then I think that will empower you again. You'll like collect your energy because what happens when you get around your mom is you deflate your energy and you get wiped out and exhausted. It's almost like you can't fight around her. And I'm not recommending that you fight anyway, but I mean, your body just gives up. You know, it just surrenders. Mm -hmm. So if you could step outside, rejuvenate yourself energetically, then you can go back in the house and and things will go a whole lot smoother and the time will go much faster. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck. Keep me posted. I want to hear all about your new life. Okay, Marie. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: All right. Let's talk to Shauna now calling from Seattle.
1: Hi, Shauna. How are you? Good. Hi, Marie. Hi. What can I do for you? I had two questions. Um,
3: Actually, a brief question. Um, I'm familiar with what you said about the valve being thinner this time of year, and I've been catching things out of the side of my eyes. Yeah. For fun just spooking myself out. No.
1: That's incredibly common. Oh, I'm sorry. Finish your your question. Oh, and
3: what it means. Yeah. Just saying hello, like, (laughs) well, here's me now you down, or like, it's like not like I've seen anybody, but you just see something move or
1: go a little shadow, you know. Our worlds are so close together. We literally walk into each other's worlds all day long. And so what you're seeing out of the corner of your eye is not new. It's been there all along. You're just now catching a glimpse of it right now. Mm -hmm. And that's how I originally started to see, too. I would feel like someone had just walked past me like a shadow, maybe 10 or 15 feet away from me, but then I turned my head and nothing would be there. Mm-hmm. And so what I did or
3: is, I feel like they're watching sometimes I've seen somebody
1: watching <laughs> right. me and f- feeling watched is actually a really good sign. So when when your intuition starts to open up the the beings on the other side they can see us all the time they can hear us they can feel us they don't have a veil that separates them from our world and their world. And so they can tell when a human being is opening up and allowing their intuition to expand and their psychic ability to be expansive as well and so then you become, become what's called on the radar and so they, they're more interested in you because you can feel them in fact they think it's kind of funny how you feel them and you look and they're not there and they're trying to help you to have a, enough confidence and less fear in your body that you can eventually somehow know that they're there for sure so mm-hmm. um, feeling that your watch is good it means you're on the radar okay so here's what i want I, oh go ahead oh
3: i was gonna say i had it happen a few years ago around halloween uh-huh. but i thought it was ghosts so i told him to get on
1: oh I no ghost, like, nah. like your routine. <laughs> no so ghosts only make up from my perception about 3% of the population of those beings that hang around us okay. and, and so they're very s- a small percentage that's really frustrated or annoyed they're mostly frustrated and annoyed with themselves but just right. imagine there's you know billions and billions and billions of beings and their world the other side is only three feet away from your physical body only three feet so we literally walk into each other's worlds all the time and you don't have the energy of someone who would attract ghosts Um, You have to have a lot of kind of heavy energy to attract ghosts or kind of nutty energy. um, And you're grounded. You know, you're a grounded person. So look in the mirror or talk to yourself. Like when you see something out of the corner of your eye, you feel like you're being watched. Say, okay, I really want to see, hear and feel you guys. I know I'm scared, but I don't care. I want to have the experience, not just on Halloween, but every day. Okay? Okay. Good. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. I, I, for a second, I thought she said she thought they were goats. Yeah. I like, ooh, spooky goats.
1: <laughs> which reminds me of that movie. What's it called uh, about goats that George Clooney was in?
0: The Men Who Stare at Goats. Yeah,
1: which is about psychics, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very, you know, even the military knows about intuition and uses it actively and has for many, many years um, for all kinds of top secret endeavors. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting.
0: Nothing spookier than goats, so that was what I was trying to get to because they they just leave a lot of droppings.
1: <laughs> you are so cute.
0: Anyway, let's talk to Maureen, uh, colleague from Seattle. Now.
1: Hi, Maureen. How are you? Hi, Maureen. I'm great. Good. I have a similar experience to the
3: last caller. I um, was awake on Tuesday night, not quite asleep, and I heard a male voice, and mm-hmm. it was probably between forty, fifty, somewhere in that age group, and said hello. <laughs> and it was so clear, and I thought, the veil's getting thinner. Right. It was amazing.
1: And, and notice your intuition, because you could hear the voice, which is auditory, clear audience, ability to hear beyond our physical hearing, and you had a knowingness of his age.
3: Yeah, right? I did. I paid attention.
1: Right. And, yeah. and you knew it was a male, which you yeah. could tell from hearing a voice if it's a male or female. Yep. But the fact that you knew his age, that's that's intuition,
3: right? Oh, it was great. It was just I thought, yay, Halloween's coming. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and so did you say hello back? Uh, Yeah. Good, and did anything else happen after that?
3: Um, No, it was just an interesting, very interesting phenomena. I've had it happen before, but it's been quite a while.
1: All right, so was that happening when you were waking up or going to sleep?
3: It was. Before I was going
1: to sleep. Right. And so what happens is in that moment where we're conscious but moving into our subconscious more, that's when we're least afraid. We're more open. And so beings tend to be more aggressive at that time period in terms of making sure that we can hear them or feel them or somehow sense them. So tonight, before you fall off to sleep... um, you know, have the intention that you're going to connect with this gentleman again or whoever yeah. is in your highest good to have some fun with you, multisensory, and see what happens. And do it every night because, you know, Halloween's on Sunday. Oh, and, yeah. and the more you practice it, because intuition is a muscle, the more you practice it, the stronger it gets, the clearer it gets, the more fun you get to have with it. Yeah. Great. Thanks well, for calling. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Let's move on to our next caller. We've got Barbara calling from Seattle.
1: Hi, Barbara. How are you? Hi, fine,
3: thanks. Uh, sorry, I don't have like a Halloween question. I That's just
1: okay. What about my
3: niece? Uh, she's a 27 year old single mom of two young kids. Yeah. From the Navy and uh, stationed back east. And her kids are with her dad right now because of her work schedule. But she's just really in a funk. She's very sad, very lonely. Oh. that she doesn't know what's best for them. And she's just really struggling right now in all aspects of her life.
1: She That's is. Yeah. She is. She has she has a ton of anxiety, you know. Yeah. Just and yeah. she always had that that yeah, anxiety.
3: My mother died when she was thirteen. Oh.
1: Really-
3: She has always just been looking kind of like in the wrong places for love and just trying to figure herself
1: out. And she has not done that yet. mm -hmm. Well, what needs to happen is she needs to work on her anxiety. And and first of all, I'm proud of her for, you know, having a great job and doing something successful. I think that's important that she appreciates where she is right now instead of wishing she were someplace else. Because then she's going to be stressed out that she's not working, you know. And she's in, in the Navy, so she can't just take off. Right? right. You know, I mean, kind of get in trouble when you do that. So um, so she needs to first start to appreciate where she is and what she's doing. Her children look safe to me. I mean, it's difficult right. to, you know, any parent that's missing. That's, I think, hard on any child, whether it's a loving mother or a father, because kids really need as many loving people in their life as possible. But the children look safe to me and they look like they're having fun. You, okay. So well, uh, it's a stepmom that's, that's not having too much fun. She
3: wants to send him back to Stephanie, and then the husband says no. So it's just kind of a big, ugly triangle.
1: Well, you know, here's something beautiful to think about is that children pick their parents, and they have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen before they even move in a body and move into the womb before they're born. Like, they have a pretty good idea if their parents are going to divorce, if their parents are going to remarry. So kids kids are learning. Um, She definitely needs to work on this anxiety because it's really hard on her adrenal glands, and she runs on very high adrenaline and so the great thing is she's young. She's probably not feeling all the effects of that. But if we give her another decade, she could have some health issues with her immune system if she doesn't learn to calm down. Maybe seeing a naturopath to take some herbs to relax her would be very important. Okay. And and so um, if, let's say, the stepmother wins, which she's not going to. The, I don't see the father giving in. He's not like someone who gives in to his partner's demands. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I don't see this you know, the stepmother getting winning her case soon. Maybe in a year from now or a year and a half from now, if things don't go well in the household, he might, um, you know, go ahead. How long does she have to stay in the Navy, your niece?
3: Oh, she will be in there at least another five years. And she'll probably be deployed in one year. So that's why she's she wants the kids, but she wants them to be stable. Right. Right.
1: Right. So if she's going to be deployed in a year, then, Okay, all bets are off, even on that year and a half uh, yeah. release of the kids. So, really, they are safe. They're okay. And what I'm going to do right now is just send all this love to the stepmother. <laughs> yeah. You know, because everybody yeah. gets good pardon. She
3: is a, a very good woman. I mean, she she yeah.
1: really is she is. And everybody gives her kind of the hard you know knock about it. Um, and her husband is challenging in my mind. He's not a. a He's not an easy husband, from what I can see. Okay. So I'm just going to send her tons of light and love so that she can have more fun with the kids, which would be great. The father seems to be very happy that his children are with him, and he doesn't have any plans of returning them anytime okay. soon. So tell your niece to relax, because hey, the kids is that are safe.
3: Right is, is that the right thing, that the kids stay with them, or should she, she try to get them back?
1: Well, especially if she's going to be deployed in a year, you know, and the children look okay to me. I mean, it's important that she uses her intuition, but with her anxiety, it's challenging to have an accurate reading with the intuition. Right. I mean, I don't see the father as—I—I I I think he loves his kids. Yes. yes. So sure. that's good. They're with. A,
3: yeah. Loves,
1: right? Yeah, and a responsible stepmother. I mean, she. She does everything what she's supposed to do. So that's so. Maybe we'll send love to these kids and the whole family, and have your niece take some chilling time and deep breathe. Go, go get a massage and relax because this is the best of both worlds right now for, for the kids. Okay, do you
3: think she will, Do you see love in her future? She has a lot. I mean, real love, she's been in some bad relationships and she just wants someone to love
1: her so bad. I know. Well, you know, sure, she can have some relationships, but that one that you're talking about, I think, is a few years away, maybe even three. And what she needs to do is fall in love with herself and love herself because people can only love us to the level we love ourselves, right? I just, what did that say, actually? And you are really great. You give great advice to her. So listen to you, even in all of her anxiety, when she calls and she's upset, listen to yourself. Don't get caught up in her worries. Right. Okay. okay? And I think that if there were problems with the, the dad, the father would even call you if he needed to. So, but <laughs> yeah, he would. Okay. So I think the kids are fine. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Happy Halloween. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
0: All right, let's go to New Jersey now and talk to Camelia.
1: Hi, Camelia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thanks. How's New Jersey?
2: Um, the weather's a little bit better. Before it was like really cold, but now it's actually starting to heat up a little bit
1: more. Thank oh, nice. God. Nice. <laughs> what can I do for you?
2: Um, I just actually kind of wanted a general, just reading okay. today.
1: All right, all righty. So I, I draw pictures when I do general readings, um. Are you not in a relationship right now?
2: No, I'm not. <laughs>
1: okay Did um, did it end like five or six months ago? Or did you see that old partner like five or six months ago?
2: Um, Not see them, maybe like spoke to
1: them. Okay, so there was a connection, right? Yeah. Well, you're holding that at the back of your auric field. So you're holding whatever that connection was from five or six months ago. You're holding it in your energy. And I'd love for you to really, really let go of this former person. Okay. And so do you think you could do like a prayer or a spell? Do you think about this person a lot?
2: Mm, not really.
1: Okay. Does Times, this...
2: but not all the time.
1: So like once a month or how often?
2: Yeah, once in a
4: blue moon.
1: Okay, blue moon. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something about the relationship that you miss? Or, uh, I mean, tell me what you're, I mean... Because there, even though you say you only think about the relationship, you know, once in a blue moon, there has to be some uh, some sort of connection, at least with your mind or your energy, or I wouldn't even feel it or know that you had this connection five or six months ago with this person.
2: Um, I guess because I'm not in a um, relationship now or have really any kind of partner now. Mm-hmm. I guess I kind of might hold on to that because that was, he was there before.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I guess. It might be like a lonely
1: feeling. Okay. So even though you have this lonely feeling, I, I don't want you to have any connection to this previous relationship because this person has really strong energy. and yeah. so They do. Yeah. So your field is going to look like you're in a partnership because this person will reflect their energy into your aura. Oh, wow. Yeah. So here's a phrase you can say. You know, I release you from this place. I release you from this place. You can say that over and over again when you're in that loneliness mm-hmm. about being single. Which is a blessing to be single, by the way. It's a, it's a
2: <laughs> It is. It's a blessing to
1: be single. It's a very amazing thing. Not everybody. Some people never get to be single their entire lives.
2: I know. <laughs> so
1: really, so learning how to be happy single is a complete and total blessing. And you are relatively happy from what I can see.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So I release you from this place. I release you from this place. Do this for the next few months whenever you're in that lonely place because you probably are attracting that person back to you in some way. Then they'll they'll disconnect from your org field, and then it will be much easier to meet other people.
2: Okay. Okay? All
1: righty. Thank you. Have a wonderful day in New Jersey. So So we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the Marie Cherry Show, and we'll be right back. Marie and Dr. Sheila dunn Healing from Within series can now be purchased on DVD. This four-part interactive series was filmed live at their weekend workshops. The DVDs include medical and energetic insight, as well as informative tools you can use
2: for a lifetime. Chakra exercises and dietary guidelines are included. The first two DVDs on detoxification and heart health are available now through Marie's website,
1: www.energyintuitive.com. Coming soon are the Brain Health and Hormonal System DVDs. Purchase your copy today and get started on your own healing process.
4: Halloween night on the Gary Mance Show, three hours of mastery and mystery.
0: Psychic medium Jeff Baker
5: joins us at 6 p.m. in the middle of his successful West Coast tour.
4: At 7 p.m., our favorite
0: ghost story writer Leslie Rule tells her tales.
1: And at 8 p.m., Christopher Dell brings us monsters from across the ages. And
0: don't miss our new Saturday show at 10 a.m. when Mance and Mitchell in the Morning brings internationally acclaimed medium John Holland to the Seattle Airwaves. Saturday at 10 a.m., Sunday at 6 p.m., Halloween night. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Join Deborah Silverman, internationally recognized astrologer and psychotherapist, for an intriguing weekend of astrology, November 6th and 7th. Whether you're a beginning or intermediate student, this workshop will take you into the heart of astrology's true purpose. Why am I here? What are my gifts? What path is right for me? Astrology for Beginners highlights the practical nuts and bolts of astrology, including the elements, signs, planets, houses, and aspects, while shedding light on how to use astrology to awaken one's spiritual identity and life purpose. Astrology for Beginners will be held at the Hotel Monaco in downtown Seattle. Visit Deborah's website at debra-silverman.com to register. Class space is limited. Register with a friend and receive a $50 discount.
4: Want to hear something different from talk radio? The choice is clear. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
1: Love that scary music. (laughs) So we're talking about the paranormal here just a few days before. that's
0: why we're doing it a little bit different with the music.
1: Yeah, I really like it. I think it's great. Thank you so much. So we're talking about the paranormal because Halloween is coming up on Sunday. My favorite holiday, I'll be wearing my green... Witch hair and hat thingy the kids always like. I was going to dress up like a nurse, I wrote on Facebook, and one of the neighbors wrote, the kids are w- excited about the witch, come on.
0: Didn't so, you used to be a nurse?
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: dressing up like a nurse would be uh, kind of like know. just going back to your formal life there Yeah, for actually
1: day. one of my Facebook people wrote, okay, that's a stretch. Right, right. <laughs> it's
0: like me so, dressing up as a busboy or
1: something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, right.
0: Not really spooky. Not
1: really spooky, that's true, that's very true. So we're talking about Halloween and the paranormal and what it's like to be more intuitive, which is natural and innate for all of us. And if you allow these experiences, particularly around this time of year, you'll be exercising your intuitive muscles and allowing them to be more expansive so that even after Halloween, you can have all kinds of intuitive experiences. And we have people on the line. So who do we have, Eric?
0: We do. We've got uh, Erica on the line right now calling from Milton. I'm trying to Ooh. make every place sound spooky, but <laughs> yeah, Milton's love it. not all that spooky.
1: <laughs> 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 Hi, Erica. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you today?
5: Um, okay. Well, I ever, I've moved into my house a couple years ago um, with my boyfriend and his brother.
1: Uh-huh.
5: And every time... I am anywhere in my house except for my room, it's very...
1: Scary. Heavy.
5: It's very heavy feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: And every time I'm around, um, this just happened recently, every time I'm around my boyfriend, it's very, like... Somebody put a weight on my shoulders yeah. or something like
1: that. Yeah. It's in their family. So in their in their family they have really heavy energy. And and it's a heavy energy has its importance. Like it's if we just have intuitives and psychics only looking at all the the bright, happy stuff, then we miss out on all the potential warnings or information that we may need about life or potential change that's gonna occur. Your boyfriend's family likes the dark side energetically, even if he's never studied it or he doesn't care about it, there's this energetic connection with his family probably from generations and kind of heavier dark energy and then the house you guys are living in also has a similar energy in it so you've upped the ante of the kind of spookiness <laughs> Great. right right so he- here's a couple things you can do and you're right it's stronger even more around your boyfriend than it is your brother his brother because when I was when you first began to speak I'm like oh maybe it's the brother but um no <laughs> It's your boyfriend.
5: That's kind of weird because me and his brother don't get along at all.
1: Really? So so why are you living with someone you don't get along with?
5: It's, it's, um, you know, it's just like financially, um, it's better for all of us because I'm in school, he's in school, and it's just better for all of us.
1: Okay. How long are you going to...
5: Obviously not my, you know, emotional side,
1: but... (laughs) And notice how your bedroom is like the safety zone of the house. And that's because you have a lot of bright light. And so sometimes people who are more comfortable in the dark energy, they're attracted to people who have a lot of bright light. That's one of the reasons why the two of you are probably you and your boyfriend are connected. And then secondary people who have a lot of bright light but don't really understand the darkness and want to understand the darkness within themselves. Because we're all every color of the rainbow. You may attract people who have more heavier, stronger energy uh, in, in that way. But interesting enough, your light is so strong, your bedroom's the safety zone. So what I would love is teach some tools to your your boyfriend about uh, being happier, you know because he has kind of a great cloud over him Yes he does <laughs> yes, yeah, so teach him some tools about being happier and then get some you know kind of medium sized quartz crystals and put them in corners throughout the, the like the living room, the dining room the house doesn't look that big to me. So, you know, maybe like five or six crystals, put them outside in the light, even if it's an overcast day, that's perfectly fine. The UV rays will clear out the quartz crystals and then put them in you know areas around um, the house, mostly living room, dining room, maybe a couple in the kitchen. And that will help clear out the heaviness and the stagnation in the house as well. And then take those crystals out like once a month back out to the ultraviolet lights because that's what we're going to have around here for the next few months and mm-hmm. let them get cleaned and detoxified and then put them back in the house.
2: Do you see
5: um, like a lot of spirits in my house?
1: Not so much. I'm, I mean, re- not so much, quite frankly. It's just really, really heavy. Even the spirits are going, eh, you know, that's too heavy, you know? <laughs> so I don't see that. But the house used to have a portal open in it on the far left-hand wall. So if you walk in the house, the far left-hand wall used to have a portal where beings could transport from dimensions through an opening in the dimensions that was connected to that wall. But that was a long, long time ago. And I guess the portal closed. I can just see you know, the previous energy there. Um, but no, the spirits aren't really hanging out there. It's just And you like spirits. So just imagine, you may not realize this, but you like spirits. You like having you know, beings of bright light around you. And they're not hanging out at the house very much. But I think if you put the crystals in there, then they will, and you'll like the house even more.
5: Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. You're
1: welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Now we're going to talk to Adam in Seattle.
1: Hi, Adam. How are you? Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Great.
4: Uh, I had a question for you. Sure. Um, I am an an ultra runner, right. so I run long distances. All and the my, time? <laughs> uh, most of the time. My, my, my trail season has come to an end, and I've ah. been feeling rather depleted and wondering if you see anything energetically right. uh, that is something I could work on.
1: Well, it's a great question, an absolutely wonderful question. So here's the deal. People who um, have an addiction to physical activity... Because, right, I mean, it, it. I think it's great that you run. It's obviously good for your body. But I, I know how many miles you run. And I'm seeing one of my girlfriends who's also an ultra runner herself. And it's a way for you to get your adrenaline up and for you to feel happier. So it's kind of used as a drug. And then when the trail season ends for you right now, but, of course, we already know you're going to run most, as much as you possibly can. It, it's almost like you don't know how to be you know, get that adrenaline going or having happy energy in your body unless you're physically active. So that's your challenge is to learn to feel content and happiness in your body, even when you're not distracting yourself through making your muscles work really hard during a 40 mile run or whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So learning how to enjoy being Adam in his body when he's not doing anything is your homework during this winter.
4: Well, that sounds
1: pleasant. Oh, good, good. Like maybe some meditation and even asking yourself, why is it that I feel uncomfortable or have a hard time feeling good or bubbly unless I've, you know, worked my body to an extreme? What is that? Why does it? Why do you have to, you know, work your body so hard in order to feel good? That would be really good questions to start asking yourself. Okay. Okay. Does that, Is that helpful?
4: It is. It's just the the struggle to try to find the time to do nothing, and it's something I've been trying to work on.
1: Right, and people who have, you know, whether they're workaholics or they're just, you know, and it's great that, you know, part of what you do a lot is healthy for you. It's great for your lungs and your muscles and all of those good things, but anything that we do in extreme, it's usually some form of escapism. We're not comfortable enough just being and so that's what you get to do. And, and that's exciting. I'm glad that you have an interest in trying to resolve this because it'll make you a happier person overall.
4: Okay. And do you, um, I, I've always wondered how many guides I've had or mm-hmm. have.
1: You have, uh, yeah, no. It's a great question. You have seven. They can
4: keep up with me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They can't on the trail. No, they can't. But yeah, you have no
0: ultra runner guys. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Because they're all in meditation, Adam. You know. (laughs) So uh, you have seven guides, and so seven is a highly spiritual number. And people who have seven guides typically need to learn to have a spiritual practice, and it's something they really need. And their life may not feel feel balanced until they create it. But They also have a tendency to not want to, for some reason. So seven is a highly spiritual number, and it's trying to get you to have some sort of spiritual practice. And running has been your spiritual practice, but notice how it's hard on the body. Number one, it is. You know whether you say it is or isn't, it is. And you're alone doing it, Um, and you're busy. Well, I'm not
4: alone because I listen to you on the podcast when I I do it.
1: Okay, well, you run all you want. That's so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) But you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, just being able to have that connection with others. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate it.
4: Oh, I I, I tune in as as often as I can.
1: Oh, thank you. I so appreciate that. (laughs) Well, have a wonderful afternoon.
4: Thanks. I'll I'll take the day off from running.
1: Woohoo. All right. (laughs) Congratulations. Bye-bye.
0: All right, let's go to our next caller. We've got Nancy and Kirkland on the line.
1: Hi, Nancy. How are you? Oh, fine. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. What can I do for you today? Well, I
3: was hoping to get just kind of a general reading Mm -hmm. on my body, Mm -hmm. see if you
2: see anything out of whack
1: yep and and any other thing before I've i already read it so um, your solar plexus is slightly enlarged Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make some comments regarding it so the third chakra which is the solar plexus governs the immune system Okay. and when people's a person's solar plexus is enlarged it means that it could be hard on your immunity it can be challenging Mm -hmm. so what creates this enlargement it usually happens in childhood but we don't always have the effect of it till years later sometimes Mm -hmm. decades later Mm -hmm. and it's generally from one of your parents, usually the primary parent who was with you, which for your generation and mine, which is the same generation, it's usually the mother mm-hmm. that has spent more time with the children. Okay. So what happens is that when you have a strong personality mom mm-hmm. who can be um, a little demanding, mm-hmm. um, what happens is when you were three or four, um, this, there's an invisible bilical cord between your mom's solar plexus and yours that mm-hmm. was created when you were born, mm-hmm. and when you turned three or four, that cord was supposed to disappear. When the mom lets the child be more independent, Uh kind of strong personality moms who might be a little Uh controlling, they don't let the umbilical cord disappear Uh because they're trying to keep on taps of their children, Uh right? yeah and so that's what's what causes the enlargement of the solar plexus oh. and what happens is then the child tries to bring in enough energy for their third chakra and their mother's third chakra oh. and that kind of weakens the immune system uh-huh yeah so if something's coming up right now regarding your health and it's tricky or difficult to determine, which is what autoimmune stuff does. It uh. makes it kind of floaty, like uh-huh. it's there and then it's gone and no one can put their finger on it. It's hard to diagnose, uh. which is a good thing because mm-hmm. that means it's not manifested in the physical enough to be identified. It's mm-hmm. a very good thing. I would work on, um, setting boundaries with your family, okay. re- regardless of where your mother is mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, empowering yourself to believe and honor you first.
3: Okay. Okay. No, I'm having a sensation, uh, and I've had it for a while, and it's, like you said, it's floaty. I can't put a pinpoint on it, but it's the upper left quadrant, and mm. I can't tell if it's left breast, if mm. it's left lung. It's in my armpit sometimes. Sometimes mm. it goes down the inner mm. of my left arm, and mm. it's just kind of, I can't pinpoint a place where it is. It's mm. just a feeling, like something's...
1: Like tingling? I don't aura. even know
3: if it's tingling. It's just, I can't even describe
1: it. You have it, an really. aura of it. You're sensing yeah. something, right? Yeah. Well, it could be potentially the lymph nodes, um, since it's not pain mm-hmm. radiating down your left arm, mm-hmm. which is not the common symptom that women have anyway for heart stuff, mm-hmm. which um, still they could, but it's yeah. not the common symptom. So there's actually a recipe that I think is great for detoxifying the lymph nodes. Mm. And what it is is cucumber juice. Oh. So you juice, Um, I think it's five. I can, if you... um. If you write into the website, Alyssa can send you the actual um, recipe for it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I think it's five cups of cucumber juice a day. Wow. For seven days. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not positive on the number. Okay. And it's not a diet. You just add it to um, Uh what you're normally eating. And what happens is when cucumbers are juiced, an enzyme is released Uh that detoxifies the lymphatic system. Oh. So that's where I would start. Okay. And then, of course, if, you know... If things continue, it wouldn't hurt to ask your doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't see that your doctor would actually do any invasive tests. Mm-hmm. would just, you know, listen to your heart, perhaps, mm-hmm. check your pulse, your blood pressure, and say, well, I don't know what it is. You look really healthy to me. And you do. From here, you look healthy, too.
2: Okay.
3: So you don't see anything, like, in the left breast or anything?
1: Well, the only thing that I do see is, but you're working on it, is this um, betrayal that you've had, okay. which isn't good for breast tissue, okay. but it looks like you're working on it. Okay. And, and just do your regular checkups, which I always recommend anyway. Okay. You know, let your doctors do their breast exam sure. and all of that good stuff. But no, I'm not worried about you physically.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay? Great. All right. Thank uh, you. Good luck. So oh, yeah.
1: Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All
0: right, let's go on to Marissa now, calling from Seattle.
1: Hi, Marissa. How are you? Good, good. Good. What can I do for you?
2: I um, am just really um, kind of at a weird uh, spot in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And um, with my husband, I just, I just don't really know what to kind of do in my relationship.
1: So. Mm-hmm. How long have you guys been together? <laughs>
2: probably about 10 years, mm-hmm. about 10
1: years. Mm-hmm. And are you talking about what's going on with the relationship?
2: Well, I, I have, he said that, you know, I went to therapy, I'm going to therapy and Good. he's just basically saying like, it's all me and not him. And he just doesn't seem like he's really, um, on board on trying to
1: yeah. repair
2: it, but yeah. this just, I get a lot of different mixed like, signals from
1: him. Right. I know. I'm so sorry. And you're right. It's it's challenging, especially since you're doing work and you're seeing a therapist, which I highly recommend that you work on yourself whenever we're having a problem with anything in our life, but particularly a relationship, right, is that right. we do our inner work because we can't do work for our partner. They right. have to do their work, right? So right. congratulations, you're doing all the right things. And this is actually a pattern of his that <clears> the two of you have been dancing around for a little over a decade. I think we've been together a little over 10 years, actually. And um, and that is that he doesn't want to take responsibility for what happens. Right. Not just in the marriage, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So if something goes awry, he doesn't want to take responsibility. Right. And that seems to be now coming to a head for you because you have now desires of things that you want to have in your life that are different than what the two of you've had. And you need him on board to make it happen. And this is going to be completely up to him. Have you said to him, I need you to take responsibility for your part of whatever's happening in our partnership and your work or whatever. Have you said that to him? Okay, so basically, what's happening? He's telling you up to this point what he's capable of doing at this time, and so I don't think there's a mixed message. The message is, I don't know what you're talking about, (laughs) (laughs) and you know what you've already communicated, and so you need to make a decision about okay, well, how much time am I going to give our relationship? You know, because you're doing inner work, which is important. At what point are you going to decide well? I've done this amount of inner work. Things still aren't changing. He's not, you know, he doesn't want to take responsibility for anything. You can't do his work for him. And then you're going to have to regroup and decide what you want to do. And you'll need to let him know that. I think that would be helpful is to say, this is where I'm at in our relationship. I understand you feel this is all my fault. I disagree with you. And in order for us to move forward, we need to come to some sort of agreement. And I'm just letting you know that I'm in therapy and it's working. So, um, <laughs> yeah. cause it is, it's working. Yeah. You're yeah. you're ha- having great results with therapy.
2: Oh yeah. I am. And I mean, I guess I'm just, I mean, is it gonna, is it the right thing if I allow myself to break clean from this? I mean,
1: yeah, of course. I mean, if you, if that's what you're seeing is the, is the best option for you in the future, if things don't change, how could that not be good for you? Cause you can't force him to do, his work, and you're not happy in the relationship. If you're happy and he wasn't doing his work, then oh, who cares, right? It's right. perfectly right. fine. But you're not happy anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no. Not, and and we'll just see what he does, but I don't think he's going to change cuz so what will if he takes responsibility then then he has to do some work on himself and it scares him. So it's not about him not loving you or not wishing that things would work better. He does not want this relationship to end. He just wants you to go back to the way you used to be and and not ask to have him change. Right. <laughs> um but this is just about his own fear. It's scary to do inner work, as you know. Right. right it is. And it's so filling and freeing when we do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: That was amazing. Thank you. Oh, you're
1: so welcome. Have a wonderful okay. day. Thank Happy you. Halloween. Thank you. You too. Already. Bye. All
0: right. Now let's talk to Pat in Seattle. Hi,
1: Pat. How are you? Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you?
3: Uh, I would like any insider guidance you have on my um. I guess, financial situation, Mm -hmm. but just in general, what's happening with my, I feel like I'm in a spiritual crisis because things just keep going away. I
1: hate that when that happens. Uh, I know, and I'm
3: working on being present and holding the light, but meanwhile, got to pay the rent.
1: I know. (laughs) I'm actually seeing one of my dear friends in my head right now as I'm talking to you, and that's how intuition works for me. Many times I see parts of my own life, or even 10 years ago, it just shows up in my head. I'm like, oh. And I have this dear friend who um, is having some challenges in her life as well, and I think everything's supposed to go away and dry up. That's what I think. Well, it sure is. Good. Good And, and it kind of is a little bit for her, too. And and I think for some people, and, I, and this must be true for you, that it's challenging to let go. It's challenging to walk away. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm
3: getting okay with it because I sort of realize that that's what's happening. But I sure don't see a next step. I don't. I'm not getting a message as to, okay, what's next? What? What am I supposed to be doing
1: that I'm not doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Well, here's what I'm going to recommend, which I think is going to change the energy. I want you to start celebrating that everything's going away. Like, mm-hmm. It's going away. Yay. You know, like because it's supposed to go away or it wouldn't. Uh-huh. right? It's like because probably what's happening is you were meant to let go like five or six years ago uh-huh. and you didn't. Uh-huh. And you didn't pay attention to your instincts or your intuition regarding it. And so then, you know, now the universe is pulling it out from underneath of your, your feet, you know, making you fall over and crash, so to speak. Uh-huh. And so if you can celebrate that the universe is doing everything in its power to help you grow. And spiritual crises are actually in cra- crazy, wonderful healing experiences. That's what they right. are. And so if you start celebrating this, then I think things are going to start to show up. Right. Yeah. So that's what I would do. And you'll have to be authentic about whatever you're celebrating. (laughs) Because some of what is going away, you must not want anymore. Otherwise, it would be there. And you have Mm -hmm. to honestly ask yourself those questions. Well, did I really want that? Or I said I have to have it to be safe. Uh Right? Uh Yeah. So that's what I'm recommending. All right. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Keep us posted. want to know how you're doing. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: All right. Now we've got Christy on the line from
1: Kenmore. Hi, Christy. How are you? Hi, Marie. I'm very good. Good. What can I do for you?
2: Well, my question is, since Sunday's Halloween veils that much <laughs> closer, I would love it. My mom's on the other side. It's uh, been like 25, 26 years. I would love it if I could hear her, see her, or a sign. You know, I'll be looking on Sunday, but
1: you yeah. know, I would love it. <laughs> well, first of all, your mother was is a really great mom. You are so lucky. Oh, my gosh. she was, in my opinion, a very good mother and really pretty. You're pretty like she is, she says.
4: <laughs> so there must be
1: some family resemblance between the two of you. And I'm really sorry because she died, you know, younger mm-hmm. than she, of mm-hmm. course, wanted to and not leave her family. I'm very sorry right. about that. She's so excited that you are like she said for years, you've been scared to connect mm-hmm. with her. And mm-hmm. so she's really happy that you're, she draws a picture because your mother must be visual. She draws a picture of you walking on a plank and jumping mm-hmm. off. Like that's kind of what it feels like to connect, mm-hmm. but you're just so sick and tired of waiting. You're like, dang, we got to move this along. We got to move this yeah. along. So mm-hmm. if you've been, have you been listening to the show today? Yes. Okay. So I spoke to one caller about as she's falling asleep at night mm-hmm. to have an intention. Mm-hmm. So your intention is um, that you're going to have clear, easy, wonderful connection with your mother. So you're going to okay. think that and say it out loud as you're falling off to sleep. She'll mm-hmm. probably start coming as you're falling off to sleep. I don't know mm-hmm. if it'll be the first day or the second day or the third day that you're doing it. And then you're going to have a very vivid dream of her visiting you. Oh, okay. That and sounds great. And you're going to love it. And she's so excited. She's going to work very hard on her side of okay. the veil, but she'll be really here. She won't even be on the other side of the veil, um, helping you to have the experience.
2: Oh, good. That, that's what I want. Really nice. Loving she
1: loves you trip. so much. She loves you, loves you, loves you, loves you. And She's very pretty, by the way. Pretty woman. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. All righty. So we can only answer this one quickly because we just got a few minutes.
0: All right. Let's go ahead and take our last caller. Then let's talk to Missy, also in Kenmore.
1: Hi, Missy. How are you? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. How of are course. you? Of course. I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you?
3: Oh, well, you know, I'm doing a... um. I'm trying to write a book. It's called The Journey. We haven't started it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, My son and I. Mm. And uh, it's regarding with weight loss and things
1: of that nature. Yeah, I saw the weight loss thing. Yeah, cool. That's great. Um, You know, I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I just
3: don't know where to start. I just.
1: Okay. So here's your homework assignment. Here's your homework assignment. Okay. You're okay. going to look, and I know this from personal experience. I, you know, I think everybody now knows my book will be published in the spring of 2012. I'm so excited, but I wrote it for a gazillion years. It feels like, so you're going to look in the mirror, make direct eye contact, and you're going to say to yourself, you are an amazing author. And you're going to say it for like five or 10, you know, repeats and you're going to do it every day. Okay. Okay, promise? Yes. Okay. Will
3: that help me know where yeah, to
1: start, though? Absolutely, because you're an amazing author. So that means as soon as you're convinced of it, you're going to know exactly what you need to do, and all the pieces of the puzzle will come together. And, and then I will go,
3: because I haven't even started the weight loss, because I'm like stuck on, I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know how to start weight loss. It's like so easy for some people, and I'm like, if it was so easy for me, I would be thin, and so would my son.
1: <laughs> so, why do you want to write a book on weight loss? Uh,
3: well, I'll just share it because I don't, I don't care. I, I know that the universe, there's plenty for everyone to go around. Yeah, and it's really about for me and my son more than anything else. So, if someone else wants to take it and go with it, I, I applaud them. Well, let's but go ahead.
1: Is- go ahead let's go ahead ahead. let's go ahead because we only have a moment let's go ahead and have you start since there's a lot of positive energy about the book start doing that thing in the mirror and then maybe that's when everything will come up so you can write that book okay thank you so much everyone for listening happy 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 halloween joyful blessings until next week bye bye